When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Welcome into Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm Michelle Smallman alongside Chris Canty. And, and Canty, we talk about the Dallas Cowboys almost every single day here. And we talk about Dak Prescott almost every single day here because this is a franchise with a lot of expectations that is facing a lot of pressure. But after the Cowboys went out and traded for quarterback Trey Lance, it seems like Dak Prescott's future has become more of a topic. He's facing a $59 million cap charge in 2024. The Cowboys are with Dak Prescott. So they have to find out about him now. His future is certainly in a question. And so I want to pose this question to you. If for whatever reason Dak Prescott isn't the Cowboys quarterback in 2024, if they decide to move on from him, who do you think is a good option for them? I think you have to look at Kyler Murray, right? Everybody's assuming that the Arizona Cardinals are tanking to get the number one overall pick, especially after they cut veteran backup quarterback Colt McCoy and they're making the decision to roll with either Josh Dobbs or Clayton Toon. So uh, it just feels like the Cardinals are setting up for a strategic tank in order to get one of those top draft choices, if not the top draft choice, and presumably take it at quarterback. If that ends up being their course of action, then Kyler Murray is going to be made available. The Cowboys seem like that would be a a, a decent fit. I I get it. Kyler Murray has his issues. Mm -hmm. People question his work ethic, his ability to to break down tape, and and his willingness to actually devote the kind of time that it takes to be a successful quarterback in this league. But this is a, a, a young quarterback that was taken with the first overall pick, has a ton of talent, and is, what, four years younger than Dak Prescott? So I could see Jerry Jones and the Cowboys brass talking themselves into Kyler Murray being an option for them if they don't want to pay Dak Prescott what he's going to be asking for. Remember, the signing bonus for Kyler Murray is already paid out by the Arizona Cardinals. That's not something that the Cowboys would be on the hook for. They would just be on the hook for their salary, for his salary, and he's making around $47 million a year. Mm-hmm. So it, if, that, if that is more palatable than whatever Dak Prescott is asking for in his next contract extension – then that seems like it would be a a, a solid alternative to keep the Cowboys competitive in this championship window that they've been able to put together. But so much of the conversation we have, Canty, is, is Dak Prescott a quarterback that can win you a Super Bowl? And do you really think that Kyler Murray is an upgrade over Dak? Because Jerry Jones has made no bones about it. He feels like this is a Super Bowl contending team and that the window is now. Jerry's desperate to win. He's not getting any younger. We're constantly talking about Dak and Mike McCarthy being on the hot seat. So do you really think that they're going to view Kyler Murray, who is a guy who's had injury questions and has questions about if he's really the guy? Do they really? Do you think that they will really feel like he is a clear upgrade or that he's a guy that can win them a Super Bowl? Well, Dak is going into his eighth season, right? Mm-hmm. Kyler Murray is going into his fifth. So Dak has had more opportunities to get his team to the championship rounds and, and I guess, presumably more failures. With Kyler Murray, I think you have to kind of wait and see in terms of what 
what he can develop into. I mean, Dak is in the heart of his prime right now. Kyler Murray is still an ascending player. And I don't think anybody would look at those two and say they're on the same level in terms of overall talent. Kyler Murray was the first overall pick. Dak Prescott was the fourth round pick of the Dallas Cowboys. So, I mean, Kyler Murray was viewed by NFL evaluators as a better prospect, a better talent. I I think today Kyler Murray is a more talented player than Dak Prescott. I'm not saying he's a better player. I'm saying he's more talented. And it feels like if Dak can't get it done this year, then Jerry is willing to reset to some degree at the position. And I think Kyler Murray would represent an opportunity to do that while still maintaining their level of competitiveness and having an opportunity to go on a deep playoff run. He's Chris Canty. I'm Michelle Smallman. You're listening to Greeny on ESPN Radio, and ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. The question is, if for whatever reason Dak Prescott isn't the Cowboys quarterback in 2024, who will be? Canty threw Kyler Murray out on the table. Let's hear from Mike Greenberg, and he posed another name in this conversation. Here's what Greeny had to say. The Jets have a young quarterback they drafted very high who has shown himself to be nowhere near ready to play. And they think they have a championship caliber roster. So what do they do? They go out and they get themselves an aging veteran who might be able to give them one or two years and a shot at a Super Bowl and maybe mentor the young kid towards being able to play. Mm-hmm. So what is Jerry Jones perhaps thinking? How about thinking about a Super Bowl winning veteran quarterback who might want to finish his career in his hometown of Dallas, Texas, and mentor a young player in a year or two to being ready to take over the reins. That young player could be Trey Lance. I could easily see a world in which a year from today, Dak Prescott is way better off being the quarterback of Tampa or Minnesota or Denver or someplace where they really want him. And Matthew Stafford is the starting quarterback of his hometown Dallas Cowboys. That's an interesting proposition, Canty, because... You know that Matthew Stafford might not be enamored with his situation in Los Angeles right now. His wife was on a podcast saying he's finding hard ways to connect with some of his young teammates. <laughs> they clearly are looking towards the future. Matthew Stafford might not be part of that equation. And if they're looking for someone to come in, a guy who's won a Super Bowl, who knows how to do it, he's going to his hometown Dallas, Dallas Cowboys team, and he could be a mentor to Trey Lance. I kind of like what Greeny's putting down here. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's it's plausible. I mean, you want to talk about hometowns. Kyler Murray is, is, grew up 10 minutes away from right. the Cowboys Stadium in Arlington, Texas. So both of them are, are from the you know, Metroplex. But I, I guess my whole point would be if you're going to go in that Stafford direction, then you are saying we're going all in on winning a Super Bowl in the next couple of years. And the thing that bothers me or concerns me with Stafford is the health situation. There have been reports out there that his his neck isn't quite right. Mm -hmm. He missed, what, eight games last year. No telling how many games he's going to miss this year behind that shaky offensive line the Rams are putting in front of him. So I would be concerned from a health standpoint with Matt Stafford. I get it, he's only 35 years old, but between the beating that he's taken in Detroit and the beating that he took last year – he feels like he's a lot older than that in terms of you know his his overall durability. So I I would worry about that. But I mean, listen, at this point, there are no good answers. There is no okay. This is going to be the silver bullet for this team. The thing that that Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones have to decide is Dak Prescott whether or not he's worth the money that he's going to be asking for in a contract extension. We know that the status quo is going to be untenable in terms of his his deal. 
Dak Prescott has a $60 million cap hit in 2024. No way the Cowboys are going to let him play under that. So it's either extend him after the season or you're talking about trading him after the season. I think a lot of that depends on how he plays. The Cowboys are always under a lot of pressure, Canty. But you could argue that they're never under more pressure than they are right now. We're talking about Mike McCarthy being on the hot seat. They have a decision to make about not only Dak Prescott, but if you look at some of the contracts that that are set to expire after this season and after next, outside of maybe Micah Parsons, there's a lot of big names on that list. C.D. Lamb's on that list. Dak's on that list. They're at a really important crossroads right now with the franchise where they need to determine what their future is going to look like, and they're trying to extend that window. And you can't do it without a quarterback that you feel comfortable comfortable with and I hear everything that you're saying about Matthew Stafford and the injuries but couldn't you make that same argument about Kyler Murray with the injuries oh no doubt and that's, and that's my point like there is no perfect right. answer there is no perfect solution but you're just thinking to yourself how many opportunities are we supposed to give Dak before we realize that he's a guy that you can't win a Super Bowl with I, I don't want to say that he can't do it but I will say this Michelle you can't ask for a more ideal situation than the Cowboys have teed up for Dak right now Think about how good that defense is. This Cowboys defense has led the league in takeaways in back-to-back years. The last defense to do that was the 73-74 Steelers, the Steel Curtain. They had five Hall of Famers on that defense. They had three guys that won Defensive Player of the Year at various points in their career. Like, it it can't get – like, you have the skill position players. You got an all-pro receiver in CeeDee Lamb. Mm -hmm. You got Brandon Cooks. You've got uh, uh, Michael Gallup. You got a second-round pick – at the tight end spot that the the Cowboys just drafted. You got Tony Pollard who's on the franchise tag. They drafted dudes for like how how much more do you have that you have a Super Bowl winning head coach in Mike McCarthy yep. for whatever you want to make of him. He's won a Super Bowl as a head coach. You have all the elements that you need to have success. Why can't you get this team to the championship rounds? Once upon a time when Jerry Jones gave Dak Prescott that contract, Dak Prescott when he got his first contract extension was the best quarterback in the NFC East. The best quarterback. So if you have the best quarterback in any division, you you have a really good chance of winning that division. Can you say the Cowboys have the best quarterback in the division now? No, you can't. No. The Philadelphia Eagles have passed him. Jalen Hurts has passed him. And my question is, how much longer do we have to wait for Dak to get it done before we realize this guy might not ever fulfill the promise that they saw in him once upon a time when he supplanted Tony Romo? I, I don't know, but... The one thing that is clear in my mind is that Jerry Jones has started to think about life after Dak Prescott because that's the only reason why he would make the trade and send a fourth-round pick to San Francisco for Trey Lance. He is Chris Canty. I'm Michelle Smallman, and you can catch both of us and Evan Cohen on our new morning show starting September 5th, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern time, weekdays right here on ESPN Radio. Can't wait to get that started. Greenies presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Coming up next, I love this story, Canty. There's one bar in one city, and they are redefining the word petty. We're going to tell you about it next. Keep it here on Greeny, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, 
happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greeny, the podcast. That's a Jet touchdown. Aaron Rodgers slips a magical throw to Garrett Wilson. There's always some butterflies when you step out there for the first time, but just to you know, have that kind of support, uh, that's pretty special. He's Chris Canty. I'm Michelle Smallman. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Chris Canty, myself, and Evan Cohen are going to be taking over on ESPN Radio in the morning, starting next week, September 5th, and we're getting to know one another. We're learning about one another. And Canty, I need to know if you're petty, because I am. Are you, pe- are you a petty guy? Oh, absolutely. I mean, listen, I have no problem being spiteful, petty, <laughs> making sure I get my lick back. I'm all about that life, Smallman. And I'm not surprised that you're petty. I mean, it's it's invoked in your last name. It's Smallman. That's right. Like, yeah, absolutely. You can be small about things. I completely, completely am on board with being petty. I, I hope that our new morning radio show is one of the pettiest, if not the pettiest, radio show in America. Oh, it's going to be, Canty. I already yeah. have a list. People that are doubting yeah. us, people that have something to say. We'll, we'll oh, get you sure. back. Don't worry. Oh, for we'll, sure. We'll lie in wait, but we're going to get you back. So we saw this story. Both of us loved it because we are petty people. Wisconsin as a whole feels a certain type of way about Aaron Rodgers, and I can't blame them. But I love this promotion from one Milwaukee bar. It's called Jack's American Pub. It's in Milwaukee. And if Aaron Rodgers and the Jets lose this season, they're going to pay your tab. If you're a patron and you go in, this happens all NFL season long. If Aaron Rodgers and the Jets lose, they're going to pay everyone's drink tab. But here are the stipulations. (laughs) You must start the tab 15 minutes before the game starts. Then you have to stay for the entire game. And Aaron Rodgers must be in the starting lineup. The deal does not include food or top shelf liquor, which is kind of a bummer. And if there's a Packers game at the exact same time the deal is off but I don't know about you Canty if I was a Packers fan and I'm in Milwaukee I'm going there to watch Aaron Rodgers and the Jets because I'm probably cheering against him anyway 
Oh, no doubt about it. And here's the thing. There'll probably be a lot of Jets standalone games, including the first Monday Night Football game yeah. of the season, just because of the interest in Aaron Rodgers. So you can go in and hate watch Aaron Rodgers <laughs> and have your beer tab paid for. I mean, that's that's perfect. God bless these people at this pub. They actually get it. They understand the sports fan. They understand mm-hmm. the everyman. And I am all on board with it. And here's the thing, Smallman, as a former Giant I don't want the Jets fans to have good things because I know how unsufferable the Jets fans will be if Aaron Rodgers delivers another Lombardi to Florham Park. I, I just know what it would be like. Yeah. Like this, this is a sports fan base that is starved for a winner. And, and, I, and I get it. They, they, they've been loyal, and, and so they want to see their team have success. And I have some respect for that, that loyalty. But do you know how obnoxious Ugh. Jets fans will be if they win a championship, do you know how obnoxious Aaron Rodgers would be Ooh. if he wins a championship? He's already one of the most unlikable sports figures in the entire sports pantheon. Like, there are very few people outside of the Jets fan base that that really, really rock with Aaron Rodgers. And so, for this dude to deliver a championship, like, I, I just it, it it makes me nervous as a native New Yorker and a diehard Giants fan, how Jets fans are going to respond to that. So I understand that he is polarizing, Canty. I am a don't-tell-me-show-me type person. And you might say that I'm gullible. You might say that it's a small sample size. But so far, I am a believer in the new Mm. Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets. I know the expectations are sky high. I know that we're probably putting more pressure on them to deliver a Super Bowl than they need right now. But he's done everything that has been asked of him to this point. We know what type of football player he is. He's healthy. He looks great so far in practice. Yes, it's practice. Yes, it's preseason. But he looks like the MVP version of Aaron Rodgers up to this point. The questions about Aaron Rodgers have been about himself as a teammate. And and watching uh, Hard Knocks, and I know he knows the cameras are rolling, he seems like he's really re-energized, that he's bought in. We saw him Mm. defer the money. He just seems like he went into this saying, I'm going to be the best player I can be and the best teammate and leader that I can be. And I'm buying it. Yeah, I mean, leadership intangibles is not a term that we've associated with Aaron Rodgers at any point in his career, even when he won a Super Bowl in 2010. We've always acknowledged that he's a supremely talented quarterback, but now we're starting to see some other things bubble up to the surface. And and I know a change of scenery can do a guy wonders, especially at this stage in his career. When you're someplace for 18 years, it can get a little bit stale, but it's looking anything but with Rodgers in training camp. Like just the the energy that he's playing with. Hell, even in the preseason game against the Giants, he's jawing back and forth with Jihad Ward. And he's talking (laughs) to him and he said, I don't even know who you are, bro. Why are you talking to me? And and in a laughable moment, Jahad Ward says he doesn't know who Aaron Rodgers is, which I find that hard to believe. But, like, the fact that he's trash-talking and that he's laughing on the sidelines with his guys, that he's literally putting, and figuratively, putting his arm around his teammates, like, to me, this is the softer side of Aaron Rodgers, and I think this is a part of the growth that we've seen in the individual given how things ended in Green Bay. So you just gave a great example of what we're seeing in Aaron Rodgers, the teammate. He gave us another example at his presser. Here is the Jets quarterback. It is amazing to see when you empower people and when you encourage people and you wrap your arms around people, 
you see the personality start to come out. You see the confidence start to grow. And I think that's what we've tried to do with Makai and make him feel like he's a part of this and make him feel important. And he's returned that love and trust and support with a lot of really good play. So he's talking about his relationship there with Makai Becton. But you just hear those words, Canty, empower and wrap your arms around him. He's very intentional and in not only the words he's using about his teammates, but in his actions thus far. No doubt about it. And he has to be, right? Because if, if he's showing that level of consistency, and we've seen it from when he first got there, right? Going to the games with his teammates, being at all the OTAs, being at minicamp. Even when he was hurt, he was still out there working with his teammates and helping those guys from the sidelines. Like So I, I think those little things make a huge difference when it comes to them trusting him that he's going to lead the team to where they want to go. Especially when you start talking about young core players that have no idea what it takes to play winning football in December, January, and in the playoffs. So I just think that it's setting itself up for Aaron Rodgers to to put this team in position to make a run at the Super Bowl. And I can't believe I'm saying that because I just thought it was such a tall task and it was such a huge difference between Aaron Rodgers from a personality standpoint to what we saw from Tom Brady in 2020. But I got to say, Smallman, he's doing all the right things. He's saying all the right things. And with the talent that this team has, especially on the defensive side of the ball, there's no reason to think that they can't be in the mix to get to the Super Bowl out of the AFC. I'm with you. I think that they're right there. And one thing that I've been really wanting to pay attention to during Hard Knocks Canty was the way the team responded to Aaron Rodgers because I remember a couple weeks ago speaking with Diana Rossini and she said everything within the Jets is running through number eight. What plays they call, what they eat for lunch, he is calling all the shots. And I wanted to see how the team would respond to them. And I don't know if you feel the same way, but it, it felt like in the beginning everyone was in awe of him. They're talking about the no-look passes. They're saying, wow, I can't believe that's Aaron Rodgers out on the field with me. It felt like they were just enamored with this person and that he was kind of bigger than them but as it's gone on he has shown himself to be one of them and to be a teammate and he's going out there and really connecting with these guys whether they're on the offensive side of the ball or defensive side of the ball veterans young players he's really ingrained himself within this team and what I'm seeing now is a team that wants to match his level we know Aaron Rodgers is a game changer he's a force multiplier but these guys are going out there and it seems like everyone is putting in the work because they don't want to be the reason why he can't succeed they're looking at him on a certain level and they want to match that effort oh no doubt and the defensive line coach uh white cotton he gave the defensive lineman a link of a chain with their names on it and he said don't be the weakest link right that's the mentality that they have right now like they had that moment in hard knocks and it's it's indicative of how the guys in that locker room feel about the prospects of the upcoming season. Now, every team thinks they can win a Super Bowl, but there's really only about seven or eight teams that have a shot at it, a real shot at it. And I believe the Jets to be one of those teams because of eight, and not necessarily just what he does on the field, but what he means to that team in terms of believing that they can get that job done. Michelle, I've been in the NFL. I played over a decade in the league. I know what it's like to play with a quarterback that you know can win a Super Mm -hmm. Bowl versus one that you hope can win a Super Bowl. Uh It's the difference between Tony Romo and Eli Manning. And needless to say, I won a Super Bowl with one, and we came up empty as the number one seed when I played with the other. So I know the difference that having a Super Bowl winning quarterback can make in terms of how you prepare, in terms of what you believe, in terms of the urgency that you approach your preparation, the urgency that you approach every opportunity to compete with. 
That's what Aaron Rodgers has instilled in this Jets team. I didn't think that he would be able to do it, but 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 it feels similar to what we saw with Tom Brady in Tampa in 2020. And I don't think it's outside of the realm to look at the Jets as one of those teams that can come out of the AFC, one of those teams that can beat the Kansas City Chiefs and get to a Super Bowl. I think those are realistic. And if you listen to what C.J. Uzama and everybody else is saying, that's the mentality that they have in that locker room. Those guys in that locker room don't have that mentality if Aaron Rodgers isn't their quarterback. He's Chris Canty. I'm Michelle Smallman. You're listening to Greeny. It's coming to you live from the seaport, and it's brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. Coming up next, we have a great story. It's potentially the greatest NIL deal in history. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Greeny, the podcast. Alongside Chris Canty, I'm Michelle Smallman. You're listening to Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And you can always tell your smart speakers to turn on ESPN Radio and catch us there. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's go now to the phone line and welcome in our ESPN NFL analyst, our football analyst and former NFL head coach, Herm Edwards, who joins us now. Coach, thanks so much for the time, and let's first start with Jonathan Taylor and the situation that's happening in Indianapolis. Oh, now that okay, but before we get to Jonathan yes, Taylor, yes, can I ask you one question? Of course. Okay, the music that you just had playing yes. is Jimi Hendrix mm-hmm. sitting in the Watchtower. Correct. I believe so. That's the song. Yeah, that's the song. Okay. Okay. Here's what I'm going to tell you. I saw Jimmy live at 13 years old at a concert. 13. Ooh. Babysitter took me. That's oh. the concert he birthed the guitar. I was there. So that's all I'm going to say about Jimmy Henry. Ooh, I Taylor. Here we go. Wait, really quickly. Uh, coach, you got to yes. take us through this. The babysitter took you to see Jimi Hendrix? That's the, the best babysitter yeah. of all time. The, the, the best I ever had. And my mom asked me, when she came back the next, that night, she said, did you like the babysitter? I said, Mom, she's great. Let's have, let's have her again. <laughs> 
<laughs> I watched Jimi Hendrix live burn the guitar up. Okay. Oh, I, have, I have one more follow-up question, Coach. Did you tell your mom that the babysitter took you to see Jimi Hendrix, or did you just let it slide and say, I love the babysitter? I love the babysitter, and that's all I said. <laughs> you, you knew a good thing we had it. You gotta, that's it. <laughs> that was unreal. Okay, great story that we kicked off with Herm Edwards seeing Jimi Hendrix at 13. The babysitter snuck him out there. Okay, so we, ni- we need to get to Jonathan Taylor, but I appreciate that yeah. note, Coach. That was amazing. So now that no trade has happened between Jonathan Taylor and the Colch, Colts, when you look at this situation, who's worse for wear? Is it Jonathan Taylor or is it the Colts? Oh, it's a, it's a murky situation. You hate this for, for, for Jonathan Taylor, the player, obviously. Um, and I say that as a former player. Um, and then all of a sudden, for the head coach, you hate it for the head coach because it puts you in a little bit of a pickle. You're going to start a, a rookie quarterback. And the best thing you could do is have a good running game with a rookie quarterback. Um, they're going to RPO with, with him and all this. But, but the runner is important when you have a young quarterback like this. You know, this, is, this team has had, what, seven quarterbacks in the last seven years as starters. So the stability there has been not so good. Now you got a guy that's your franchise quarterback, no doubt. Um, but you feel bad for Jonathan Taylor. I know he's coming off PUP. Is he able to play or not? I don't know that. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how healthy he is. I mean, that, that's enough. That PUP is kind of a funny deal. You know, it, you got to put the PUP. We didn't get the contract done. This was a bad situation from the start. Um, and you as the coach, you got to make sure your players understand, hey, look, I want Jonathan Taylor on our football team, bottom line. But the business part of the NFL, this is the business part of it. And you guys have got to learn something from this. Some of you guys might be in this situation when your contract comes up. Just, just know that this is the business part. You can't take it personal. This is part of it. Hopefully, um, when he comes off PUP, yeah, he's going to be with us. We have to wait and see. Coach, there was clearly a gap between what Jonathan Taylor wanted in a contract extension and what the Colts mm. were willing to offer, but it's clear that what Jonathan Taylor was asking for was not too rich for other teams around the National Football League. As many as six teams checked in with the Colts, two of which made offers to the Colts for Jonathan Taylor. Now, the Colts didn't believe they were getting fair value in terms of trade compensation, but does this in any way help Indianapolis move closer to what Jonathan Taylor is asking for in a contract extension? You would hope so. You know, I can remember, what, two months ago, maybe longer than that, it was Lamar Jackson, right? We were saying this thing is going the wrong direction. Now all of a sudden Lamar's smiling. He's got new players on the team. <laughs> yeah, not too, ma- not too many things might, fresh cash might. can't fix, Coach. <laughs> right, you know, that's exactly right. You know, and we're saying he might be the MVP now. So I just think, you know, and you know this, Chris, you, you've been in the league this is a business part of it, and you don't like it. It's 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 bad, you know. It's just it, it doesn't because players want to play football. But I just want, if you 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 know, you're a former player, I'm a former. You just want to play football, man. All this other stuff's nonsense. Now I gotta wait. So the Colts need Jonathan Taylor. I can tell you that they need to keep him in the building. They need to figure out how to get it done. Alongside Chris Canty, I'm Michelle Smallman. We're speaking with our ESPN football analyst, Herm Edwards, here on Greeny. And Greeny's brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Well, the situation with Joe Burrow, coach, still has a question mark. Mm. Uh, Zach Taylor, the Bengals head coach, said we'll see about Joe Burrow's status, and we don't know when he's going to return. But as we get closer to the season, we know that the margin for error in in the AFC is so small. It's a loaded, loaded conference. How concerned should the Bengals be about Joe Burrow not being 100% when he returns? Well, I, I'll, I'll tell you this. 
uh, just being a former player, once you enter that league, you're never 100%. Mm. That's just the way it is. Um, you, you're never 100% anymore. You, 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 play, you, you play hurt. Now, an injured guy can't play. Is he hurt or is he injured? And there lies the question. And the player will tell you, and Joe Burrow says, I want to go. But you're going to deal with the doctors and the trade. This is a long season, 17 games. And every game is important. As you said, you know, this team is, you know, double-digit winning team. And they're playing in a tough division, by the way, a division that's going to be very competitive. But you don't want to risk a guy that's going to provide you at least 35-plus touchdown passes a year for one game. It's a long season. So they'll measure it. You know, and, and Joe Burrow's a competitor. He wants to play. Um, only the doctors and, and the head coach know exactly where he's at. Coach, uh, one of the things that we've never associated Aaron Rodgers with is the term leadership intangibles. For as great a player, mm. as great a talent as he is at the position, that's just never been something that we've thought of or perceived Aaron Rodgers to be uh, uh, the, the, the consummate leader. And, and, and in this situation with the Jets, it feels a little bit different. Watching hard knocks, the behind-the-scenes footage, Aaron putting his arms around these guys, you know, how, how he's working with the young receivers, how he's – you know, encouraging Makai Becton and, and how he's jawing back and forth with opposing players in preseason games. This seems like a different Aaron Rodgers that we're getting in comparison to the one that we saw in Green Bay. What have you seen from Rodgers, and, and and what does that mean in terms of what the Jets will be in 2023? Well, I think Aaron Rodgers has realized, and this is his last hurrah. Once he leaves the Jets, it's over. His career is over. Um, he's at the twilight of it. Uh, he's going to turn 40 years old this year. Um, and he realized I'm on a good football team and I, I got a chance maybe to get back to the Super Bowl. Uh, now th- that's a hard climb. You know, that's a hard ask, but he's got people around him that he doesn't have to do it by itself. He knows that I got a defense. That's really good. Uh, I've got some offensive players that, that are young, that are talented. Um, and so I think, you know, as you get older, you, you mellow a little bit. And he's looking at it now, really looking at it, going, hey, I basically got probably got two years left, and I'm done. What do I want to do? I got to help these guys. And now, I say that, and uh, after the first game, and the receiver runs the wrong route, we'll see how he leads in, right? Cobb mm. <laughs> <laughs> already gave a warning. Hey, boys. <laughs> hey, boys. You better get it right because when the lights come on, you're going to see a different personality. And you know what? That's okay. That's okay. But I think he'll handle it a little bit different because of the use of this team, and he understands that. But he's all in now. The guy's all in. Good for him. Good for the Jets organization. And this is going to be a fun season to watch. Coach, I wanted to ask you about the New England, New England Patriots excuse me, and their quarterback mm. situation. They waived backup yep. quarterbacks Bailey Zappi and Malik Cunningham, and Mac Jones is currently <laughs> the only quarterback on the team's roster. Do you find that a bit strange that the Patriots only have one quarterback on their active roster and we're so close to the season starting? Well, no, because that's, you know, that's, that's Bill Belichick. And um, I promise you, they'll have a quarterback in there when, when they kick the ball off, a backup guy. Um, they, they will. I mean, they just will. And there's probably some guys they're bringing in this week, right, they're going to talk to, and they're just trying to figure out what guy they want to bring in. Um, but this is going to be interesting to watch this offense as well and how they're going to run it. Uh, you know, they've got, a, they've got a, here again, they've got a really good defense, and they know that. And Bill O'Brien has is, 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 is got to make sure this offense 
it, it, it's improved from what it was. I mean, this offense last year was horrendous. It was it was really bad. And with that, they were still a competitive football team, you know, believe it or not. Bill Belichick, 23 seasons, has never not gone to the playoffs two years in a row. So as much as we're talking about the Jets, the Miami Dolphins, the Buffalo Bills, I'm just telling you, I was in that division as a head coach. That That, that man is a good football coach. Yeah, and he's a better football coach when you got – Captain America. I get it. I was a really good football coach when I had Dick and Chad Pennington. We won a division. So I get mm-hmm. it. But with all that being said, don't count this team out. This team's going to be a hard out. When you play the New England Patriots, you better get ready. And them quarterbacks better get ready. They, they make it very difficult for quarterbacks. This is going to be a great chess match with Aaron Rodgers versus Bill Pelichick's defense. It's going to be fun to watch. Coach, speaking of backup quarterbacks, uh, team over the weekend made a huge swing for a backup quarterback. The Cowboys traded a fourth-round pick to the 49ers for Trey Lance. Yeah. What do you make of the move by Dallas, and what does that mean for the team and Dak Prescott specifically moving forward? Well, look, we all know what this means. Jerry Jones made a business move. He, he made a calculated business move, knowing that, you know what? Okay, if we don't win some playoff games around here, sooner than later, and I'm talking about this year, I might not be ready to pay Dak all that money, mm. right? He made a business move. Look, he learned this from Al Davis. This is an old Al Davis move. Al Davis used to bring players in there every Tuesday. And you the head coach, you didn't even have the players coming in the locker room. And they might sign a guy. And he said, we just signed this guy. And you the head coach, oh, really? Yes. This is an Al Davis deal. This is what Jerry does. And people are making a big deal of Jerry should have told the coach. Jerry didn't tell coach nothing. <laughs> I mean, when, it, 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 I was with everybody going crazy. I'm going, this is Jerry Jones. What have y'all been looking at for the last 20-plus years? Jerry's going to do what Jerry wants to do. You coach the players. Mike McCartney knows that when he took this job. Dak Prescott knows this. Yeah, this guy ain't ready to play yet. But I tell you what, they went and got a good athlete. The guy's 6'4", 225, got a good arm, right? Hadn't played a lot. But all of a sudden, you got a first-round pick sitting in your backyard staring at you. This is interesting. Didn't shock me. This does not shock me from Jerry Jones. Everybody's going crazy, and I'm going, why are you going crazy? This is Jerry Jones. This is what Jerry does. Great football analysis from our ESPN football analysts and former NFL head coach Herm Edwards, but an even more outstanding story to kick off this conversation where his babysitter took him at 13 years old to see Jimi Hendrix. Coach, we appreciate the conversation. Sitting on the watch, Sal. All right. Talk to y'all <laughs> later. It. You can watch Greeny on the ESPN app. Just click on watch, look for Greeny, and enjoy. And Kanji, we got to get to this as we're heading down the stretch here of Greeny. Perhaps the best NIL deal that we'll ever see or that we'll ever hear of. Oklahoma quarterback General Booty has signed an NIL deal with, get this, Rock'em socks, but for underwear. And we have seen the underwear. They say booty across the rear in the ad. He is riding the <laughs> underwear. on. A, he's riding a horse and he's wearing the underwear. This is outstanding. That's a win-win for everybody involved, and especially for us, because we're going to have fun with this one all season long. Think about it, an NIL deal with a quarterback whose name is General Booty, and they're going to be selling underwear. Yeah. Like that, that, that's going to be the hottest holiday gift for everybody in the state of Oklahoma. Forget that. 
everybody in the Midwest, period. Everybody's going to be rocking him. And shout out to General Booty for being able to capitalize on his name with the NIL deal. Let's just hope he goes out there and has a good season. Otherwise, people are going to be calling him Booty. Yeah, they will. That's, yeah. That is a name where you need to become a star quarterback yeah. to really be able to carry Could, it Couldn't well. have been easy growing up. With that as your name. Couldn't have been easy. No. Could not have been easy. But now he's about to cash a big check because of his name. He's Chris Canty. I'm Michelle Smallman. You've been listening to Greeny here on ESPN Radio. But don't forget, you can catch Canty, myself, and Evan Cohen as we get things started next week. It's next Tuesday, September 5th. Our brand new morning show here on ESPN Radio, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Put it in your calendar. We want you to hang out with us. Keep it here on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcast.